welcome to I Caught It on Audio. This is Ride or Die Episode 2, Counting Crows. Alright, uh, welcome back to another episode of I Got It on Audio. Today we're going to do a... Um, a ride or die for the band Counting Crows. Uh, a couple months ago, we did our first ride or die for the band Weezer. Um, and what we did was we took a look at the entire catalog of the artist and um, decided whether or not we would uh, continue listening to their entire uh, music library. Because I think uh, for Counting Crows, the three of us, we've got Doug, myself, Dan, and Jamie here again today. Um, I think all three of us kind of just listened to the the first two, um, which are August and Everything After, and then Recovering the Satellites. And then, Dan, I don't believe, I, I know Jamie didn't get this Desert Life or, or anything afterwards. Dan, did you buy any any of the other albums? I definitely didn't buy any of them. I'm vaguely aware of... Uh some of the singles off of them, the ones that became popular, but yeah. So let's, let's take a few minutes to talk about the first two albums. The, uh, the ones that came out during our high school years. Um, uh, what was your first, first experience with, uh, say, uh, August and everything after. Um, that one, that one is like kind of near and dear to my heart. That's one of my favorite albums. Um, I don't know. I just remember listening to it. Um, I was skating at the time. Um, I remember going on trips with um, other skaters. We'd go on long trips to competition or um, elsewhere to train. And that was one of the albums that we listened to a lot. Um, Probably one of the first albums that I, um, I don't know, listened to all the way through. Um, as opposed to like the, the hit songs. So that was my experience with that. Yeah, it's, it's similar for me. I mean, I didn't go on skating competitions or anything like that, but, um, it's definitely one of the first albums I remember just listening to all the way through. Um, I would put it on when I'm going to sleep, you know, and, and get all the way, you know, Probably fell asleep by the time uh, Raining in Baltimore came on because that's a nice slow one. And then A Murder of One would come on and <laughs> I'd wake, wake up because there's that all of a sudden uh, cha- complete change in tone. Um, but yeah, I definitely, definitely spent a lot of time with this one. And uh, it's it's one of the one of the great albums, especially albums from the 90s. Yeah, I remember hearing... Um... Mr. Jones, freshman year of high school, um, and sort of uh, what interested me, I think, initially was like there's it was really sort of dense, like the lyrics were really dense. There's a lot of he's saying a lot of stuff, um, absolutely, and, you know. And so then I, I remember that's the first time I remember noticing them. And then Dave, I think you said um, that uh, the whole album was good. Um, and I was like, all right. And so, um, I started listening to the whole album and, uh, yeah, it's, it's terrific. Um, it's interesting. It's one of those albums that, that feels really hard to recreate. Like 
uh, those uh, those songs are all. It's like they doesn't feel like they repeat themselves at all or that there are any throwaway songs at all um, in any way on that album. Um, and Mr. Jones, as it turns out, is probably my least favorite of all those songs. Um, <laughs> it's not yeah, a bad it's definitely song. Towards the bottom. Um, no, it, not it's, at all. it's not bad. It's it, it would be a good 90s like, you know, sort of like roots rock song. Um, mm-hmm. But the rest of the album is I think it's pretty spectacular. Um, it also hits you, you know, if you hear it when you're 14 or 13 or 14 or whatever, however old I was. Uh, I think, you know, the um, that's just when you're like you're you're primed for the uh, sort of introspective, you know, what was me sort of tone that sometimes pervades yeah. those Abs- songs. Absolutely. So hearing it at the right time, what how, would I what would I think if I heard it for the first time now? You know, I I, I think, number one, the, the, the actual musicianship and playing is in um, production is really, really good. I think I would I would admire the album. I'm not sure if I would love it as much as I do. But, you know, I, I don't know if it does hit you at, at, when when you're younger a little bit more, not just because you because you, you know, your memories of it, but because it's the right age for you to sort of be uh, in a melancholy state, you know, um, bemoaning, you know, uh, <laughs> all the sadness uh, around you, which, you know, every every single teenager tends to experience. So it's nothing um, remarkable, but it's a uh, absolutely it's it's. Uh, there is no song that comes up that pops up from that album that I'm not eager to hear, uh, especially once you get past Mr. Jones. I just, it's just, it's just so good. Um, the, the songwriting, it, it feels like every song was written with a lot of care. Um, and, uh, I, I don't know. There's not that many albums where every song feels special and, 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 and worth worthwhile. And this is one of them. Yeah, well, I, the the thing that's the most interesting to me about the album is the is the lyrics. Um, there, he just has so much to say, and he says it so well with so much emotion and uh, and the, just amazingness. Um, I identified with something in every single one of those songs, you know, um, whether it be um, you know the the despair of being. Still wide awake at four thirty a.m. on a Tuesday, or um, why doesn't this girl like me the way I like her? You know, um, just just all—it's just so good all the way around. So yeah, yeah. I um because Google is so good at um, understanding my brain. I guess um, I of course get articles that Google thinks I will enjoy, and so there was an article about. Um, Adam Duritz uh, talking about, you know, being a songwriter, singer, songwriter, and um, that he didn't want to sing um, Mm. when he was first playing uh, because he felt, you know, he didn't have a good voice. And so what he learned is that um, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily matter that, you know, the highest quality voice, but what, what a matter what matters more is the emotion that you're yeah. conveying and i really feel that and um especially in august and everything after absolutely that's an interesting i'm sorry Jim, go ahead no no that's okay um i was just gonna say um the emotion you know whether you're a teenager or, or whatever this album was really <laughs> was really important to me just a few years ago, like maybe 10 years ago, because I was going through a change at work 
where I had moved classrooms like three times in the same year. And the, where I ended up was really, really hard. Um, just, it was a big challenge. And so I listened to that album like every day and it, it, the, the length was just right. So that I would listen to half of it on the way to work and the other half on the way home. <laughs> and then it started all over the next day. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think that emotion, whether it's a teenage emotion or, you know, something more serious or something that hits you later, I think that you can really feel that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I think it's really easy to be sort of like, um, cynical and snarky about, um, people when people try to be really earnest you know uh which is is what adam duritz death most of all on this album but generally speaking he's he wants to be very earnest and it's it's easy to poke fun at that but um if you can you know if you can get uh, if you can get something out of uh, out of that like uh, they've mentioned identifying with something in every song you mentioned just wanting to to hear it to sort of like even as an adult to to sort of like give you a little bit of like i don't know if it's comfort or like or familiarity or or just like someone else expressing with, without sort of being particularly ashamed of uh be, being really emotional about it uh, i think that's that's really effective and i think you may what i was gonna hop in with earlier is you mentioned uh, emotion particularly on, on august and everything after um mm -hmm. he he did a lot of like weird vocal things, um, mm -hmm. like yelps and yells. And it, yeah, for some reason, it makes always makes you think of Axl Rose, who loved to put little weird vocal things at the end of songs, mm -hmm. too, even though they couldn't be any different as far as bands or singers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and, and I think that got mostly polished off as the as time went on. Um, but he really was it felt sort of like not only was he was he not, not too worried about being earnest, but he wasn't like too self-critical about, you know, sort of like going for weird stuff. Um, and it makes the songs more distinctive and interesting. And I don't uh -huh. know, it really makes them stand out in your, in your head. Um, and that sort of like you mentioned him delivering emotion being the most important thing. I feel like a lot of those, those weird things he would do were really sort of like completely inarticulate expressions of emotion and it makes the, the uh -huh. record more interesting and uh and, and it serves the purpose that the album seems to to serve for us pretty pretty well. Uh -huh. So then a few years later they came out with uh their uh, second album um Recovering the Satellites. Um and it's it's a little bit it, it's very reflective of August and everything after in my opinion but it has a, a slightly different tone it's a little more upbeat mm -hmm. um a little more a little more um hopeful in a, in a few of the songs um and it, it's it doesn't quite have the same place in my heart as august and everything after but it's it's definitely an album that i'll i'll put on and just listen to the whole thing through again um but not not to the same. I mean, I'm looking at my my thumbs up list here, and I've got you know at least half the album is thumbs up on that one, whereas all but I think Ghost Train and Omaha are, are thumbs up on August and everything after. So um, 
yeah, it's still an amazing album, but just not quite at the same level. What do you guys think about that one? Yeah, I enjoy that one a lot too. Um, that's another one that I would have in my car on repeat over and over. Um, I like the allusions that he has to a lot of the songs in um, August and everything after. Um, just, you know, he kind of, like in Goodnight Elizabeth, gives a little mm-hmm. nod to the Rain King. And yeah. um, I, I found that he does that a lot. In he a definitely lot of his does. Songs. He references you know, just different things, Maria and Anna. and <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got a cast that appear in, in several of his songs throughout all the albums. Yeah, and a theme of, like, the circus life and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So I do find that intriguing. Um, and I, I, I didn't find it repetitive on this album. Late, in later albums, I found it a little bit, repetitive but um on recovering the satellites i i kind of appreciated it as you know just a little nod to the first album what did you think of uh, recovering the satellites dan well it's definitely a different sound there's a lot more guitar on this album um it's one of the the first things i noticed because the first single was angels of the silences which is about three times heavier and more guitar <laughs> than anything on August and everything after. Uh, I love that song. Yeah. Um, and they have more sort of like layered guitars. Um, the way more like August and everything after is, is a little more sparse and it's, it's like arrangements, but um, mm-hmm. this is a lot more dense and I, you know, it's just them stretching out with music. I think they added, um, yeah. uh, what's his name? It's Dan Vickery. They added a guitar player and uh, he's been on, I think, all their albums since. And they have a lot more sort of like big guitar moments on later albums. So you can probably chalk that up to to his presence. But um, I this one's a, a up and down compared to August and Everything After. There's probably a handful of songs on here that I don't particularly care about. Um, uh, but there's also some of their best songs, I think. I really like... Um, Angels of the Silences, I'm Not Sleeping, uh, Long December. Um, and then there's a bunch of good songs like Catapult's quite good. And so is Daylight Fading, uh, Miller's Angels. Um, and Good Night Elizabeth's something good one. Like there's a bunch of good, solid songs that aren't quite as good as the stuff on um, August and Everything After. And then there's a handful of songs that I just kind of shrug at. I'm like, eh, that, that's OK, I guess. I don't know. I could I could live without mm-hmm. them. Um, so I think it's definitely a step down from August and Everything After, which is kind of a perfect album in my mind. This is just, it has mm-hmm. a bunch of good songs on it. Um, and, you know, the fact that there's, what, like almost 15 songs or something on on the on the album, that means that there's a good variety of, of mm. stuff. And it's, it's more, I, so not every song feels special, like I mentioned about the first one, but there, there, there's enough hits in there to, to make it a, an album I, I still really enjoy. Mm-hmm. All right. So the next uh, studio album they had is This Desert Life. And we didn't, we didn't own this one, um, but I was surprised at how much of it I recognized. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got Hanging Around, you've got Mrs. Potter's Lullaby, and um, Colorblind. Colorblind, yeah. Yep. Um, I was I was very 
I was pleasantly surprised at how many of the songs I knew. The Colorblind is really good. Yeah, I like Colorblind um, a lot. Man, that was a good one. There are, what's this? Kid Things. Why did I thumbs down Kid Things? Uh, I don't even remember which one that is. It's that weird one that with the strange start. It's a hidden track on the on the CD. Um, it's, uh, it's just a little. It has a really weird start, and I didn't love is that, that the one, one either. Where they, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, it's. I don't feel bad for not having purchased the album because, you know, looking at at my uh, thumbs up, I, I've got four thumbs up and the one thumbs down. But um. The songs that are good on it, I, I thought were really, really good. And uh, I was pleasantly surprised with this one. I agree. Yeah, uh, I think... Go ahead. Oh, um, sorry. Yep. So, yeah, I, I, I think the best songs, and this is, I think, a, a, a theme that continues a little bit as we go on. The best songs are really good. And then there's a lot of songs that don't feel necessary. Um yeah, they, they're just kind of retreads of earlier stuff, and they're not. There's nothing about them that jumps out. Um, and yeah, I was also familiar with hanging around because it was on the radio all the time. And it's it should be annoying, mm-hmm. but I, I'm not annoyed by it. Um, I still enjoy it. Um, and you know, it's got some classic weird weird vocals at the very end, which uh, which Adam loves doing. Um, but I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't even know why I know Mrs. Potter's Lullaby, but I, I have memories of that song it's back from the. So- it's just so good, though. Yeah. I, there's no way an eight-minute song was on the radio, was it? I don't, I don't know. F- I don't think I, so. It's on my YouTube music. It would come on Pandora when I listened to that. I know that. It, it was. It looks uh, like, yeah, I'm looking at Wikipedia, it, it was a single. My guess is there. it was a like a radio edit version, like a, you know, like a four or five-minute oh. version. That's what I would guess. Yeah. But I don't but remember it from it, the radio, yeah. personally. Right. Um, but yeah, th- it's so good. It's just, just him telling a story, you know, just going through, this is what happens. And then, yeah. and then <laughs> I love the notion of what's, what's the line. Um, the last person needs to lock up or, or the elephants forget, uh, will forget everything or gosh, I don't remember what the yeah, forget is. Remember what forget to remember. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just such a fun fun song and it just keeps going i never want it to stop i want him to just keep going on and on with this weird uh stream of consciousness um lyrics and uh, it's it's a really neat one well if you want to hear an interesting fact about this song um I, that i didn't know uh the mrs potter is is that actress monica potter from like the 90s and early 2000s um uh, she's blonde. I can't, I, I can picture her, but she's not the most famous actress in the mm. world. And, uh, he wrote it without having even really met her. Um, and then mm. they okay. ended up meeting later, um, uh, but, um, they became friends, but like, it's, it's towards an actual mm. person, which, you know, I don't know if that's oh. helps my enjoyment or not, but, um, <laughs> that's funny, but it's, it's funny how sometimes songs that are kind of long don't feel too long. I think there's there's an yeah. art in that. I mean, I enjoy long songs right. quite frequently, but I also know that sometimes it you don't you don't need the song to be as long. And this one feels like it's the right length. Uh, you don't you don't get yeah. tired of Absolutely. anything. I, um, I wouldn't. There's not a single beat that I would take out of that one. Yeah, uh, no, that's that's a really great. It's just like 
it just has a nice melody, a nice sort of like tempo, and it's just it's just enjoyable. Um, Colorblind's you know one of those classic you know mopey yeah. um, mm-hmm. things, which you know sometimes is the exact right thing, you know. And uh, one Absolutely. thing Duritz is good at is sitting at a piano and being mournful. Um, yes, I love it when he does okay. that. That you is know. when he's that's when he's at his best. I think. Yep. Um, but yeah, but yeah, this is this is the be- a beginning of um, a theme of several of their f- further albums, which is the, the the top three or four songs. You're like, this is great, and the rest of it, you're like, this is entirely forgettable. Yeah. yeah. So let's let's talk about Hard Candy. Did, Jamie, um, did you? Gosh, uh, sorry, I, I, I interrupted you initially. Did you uh, have anything you wanted to add on this oh, one? Yeah. Well, I was just gonna say, um, I don't I don't think I felt the need to purchase this album because, you know, while I do enjoy hanging around, that was, you know, the, the new Counting Crows song that was on the radio. And I thought, okay, you know, know, what else do you have? It didn't really remind me much of, um, of August and everything after. And so I think that for me was why I didn't feel the push to go, not that I didn't like it, but I just didn't feel like, oh yeah, I want to go get this new album that is similar to what I like already. <laughs> I <Yeah>. like familiarity. <laughs> right. Yeah. It is a little different. I remember thinking at the time, like, Oh, this is a interesting arrangement with like the really big guitar riff at the front. And then just si- basically yeah. sing along chorus. And it, uh, it's, it's, it's a good song, but it, yeah. I remember thinking at the time, Oh, it's a little different, you know, like not like uh, in a bad right. way, but yeah, definitely. Um, you know, different enough from, from, uh, August and everything after that's for sure. Yeah. I think I like it more now that, you know, that I've heard it multiple times and yes, you know, I, I don't know. I just. Yep. I, I, I agree. I didn't feel any need to buy it back in 99 or 2000. Um, but having spent some time with it, I'm, I'm glad that I did because it's, it's got some great songs on it and it, some songs you don't need to listen to, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a good one. So apparently hard candy had five singles on it. American girls, mm-hmm. Miami, big yellow taxi, uh, which I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could give all my love and holiday in Spain. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that many songs from this album. Yeah, I feel like these came up a lot. And again, in my, you know, streaming music, um, you know, oh, you like this? You will probably like this. Um, So I did recognize those from that. And I guess I figured that a couple of them were on This Desert Life. But um, when we listened this time around, I was surprised at how many I knew from Hard Candy because I thought, like, I don't know anything beyond this desert life. I just thought I don't, I don't really know anything about. Right. But. So yeah, this one, this one I definitely didn't have as much love for. Um, I liked, you know, Holiday in Spain is a good one, of course. Uh, Big Yellow Taxi is a fun, fun hit, and Good Time was was enjoyable, but the rest just kind of were. Not that interesting, I guess. Even yeah. the Cheryl Crow one. I, I don't, it's not my favorite. No, <laughs> I don't like that one that much, but I don't hate it. Um, some of the songs are okay in a sort of, 
I've heard a better version of this from this band kind of way. Exactly. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're into that territory now where it's starting to repeat itself and it doesn't seem like there's a purpose for it. Yep. Uh, Holiday in Spain, I liked. That's maybe my favorite song on here. Uh, I actively dislike Big Yellow Taxi. That one has bugged <laughs> me you might. from the first time I heard it. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't really love their version of it, but the addition of the um, the mm, bop bop vocals, um, <laughs> I don't know. And it's not that I have a huge issue with uh, Vanessa Carlson or anything. I just don't like that song. It just adds up to, nope, I don't like this. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's something's like super like over polished about it too. It's just so like I don't know. Mm. I uh, I like the part of the reason I like um, August Night with the Actors so much, and honestly, recovering the satellites often is it feels a little looser and and more sort of. Like, I know it's very sort of like carefully arranged and and stuff, but like it it feels like it can surprise you. This song is the opposite of that sonically and. I mean, it's a cover, so okay, but yeah, I really hate that song. Um, this 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 album is <laughs> a definite step down for me. Um, there's just, oh, it just yeah. isn't very memorable. I like Holiday in Spain, but that's pretty much the only like real positive thing I can say about this one. All right, uh, Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, when did this one come out? I've got two thousand eight or something. Is that right? Two thousand eight. Yeah, there was a bit of a break there. Yeah, they started um, really slowing their pace down. Yeah, which and, um, which is good. After the Weezer thing, I'm like, good. I'm oh my gl- god! Thank you <laughs> for slowing your pace yes. down. There's no need yes. to hit me with an album every two years. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess this one had four singles on it too. Um, Nineteen or fourteen ninety two. You can't count on me. Come around and when I dream of Michelangelo. See, and I don't. Another reference I Really, yeah. Yep. I must not have been really listening to the radio anymore at that time because no. I do not remember those from the radio. I don't. I don't either. This one was a complete, um, completely new listen for me. I don't remember a single one of them. Oh, and we've got "Accidentally in Love," which was the one on Shrek. Is that on the album? I, no. no, it's not on this album. But it was. It was between it's "Hard lo- Candy" and Saturday, in there. Saturday mornings. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really like that song much either. It's not. As bad I, as Big Yellow I Taxi. I think it's fun, but yeah. it's, well, it's suitable for for a sort of a uh, animated movie, Kids I guess. Movie. Then, yeah, okay. yeah. I think it, I think it was a lot of fun. It, it's cheesy and you know doesn't really fit their their mold, but I think I thought it was a fun one. But um, yeah, I don't think I liked the hits on this on this one Saturday mornings. I think the ones that I liked. Let's see. No, I did like 1980 or 18, 14, 1492. <laughs> um, the ocean, but... Yeah. I liked Los Angeles, which was not a hit, not a single. I liked Cowboys, <laughs> which was not a single. And I liked on a Tuesday in Amsterdam long ago. Yeah. Uh, the only one that, that kind of, sticks out to me. I, I enjoyed this one. It was kind of like background music and, you know, just pleasant and on in the background. Yeah. But the one that, and again, I listen in my car on the way to work. So, um, the only one that stuck out to me as being like, I, I looked and I said, okay, what's the name of this song? And 
is the Le Ballet d'Or. It was just so different. And I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, it was very um, kind of dark, but kind of light. I, I mean, you know, it's it was very interesting. Um, so that's the only one that really sticks out to me on that one. Um, but I can't say that I didn't enjoy listening to this album. It was fine. Yeah. I, I rather it, uh, like this one more than um, some of their other ones. I What I yeah. liked about it, the, the sort of premise of Saturday nights and Sunday mornings, you know, with the title is played out in the first half or so of the album is like, you know, rock songs like, you know, Saturday night. And then um, the back half of the album is, is much more like sort of like country or, you know, folky leaning stuff like, you know, Sunday mm-hmm. morning, I guess is the idea. Uh, and I think, honestly, I think the al- the songs that I'm, <clears throat> the Common Crow stuff that I, that I don't really care about is the stuff where that's in the middle. Um, I just don't think that they have anything to say in that sort of um space anymore they've already said it quite well and they don't need to keep making those songs um but i i I really like the way they layer guitars when they're doing like guitar songs and that's what the first half sounds so i really enjoyed the first half the second half is a is much more sedate obviously and Mm -hmm. um i Mm -hmm. i enjoy it when they sort of like go for being more you know almost like ballady or like you know sort of like you know country slide guitar stuff i actually mm-hmm. i think mm-hmm. that, that that works well I, I like this album because it sort of like gave me the ex- more extreme sides of their sound which is what i like more than the the sort of stuff in the middle for the most part mm-hmm. so i i yeah mm-hmm. I, I really i kind of enjoyed this one this is maybe one of my after this desert life this might be my favorite uh of their uh later mm-hmm. albums hmm Well, what about underwater sunshine? Well, that's a. I didn't even realize it at first, but isn't that just a cover album? Is there, it? There are quite a lot of gonna, covers on there. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if they all are because I'm going to check real quick. I, thought, are, I feel like I, feel, I recognize lot. a bunch of them. Um, yeah. Amy Ulala, the no, Ballad of El Godo. Wait. Which sometime under you know what? Did you say sometime underwaterland? What was the what was the maybe I'm confused uh, here. Under underwater, underwater sunshine. sunshine. Yeah, that's that underwater that, sunshine. That is that has got to be a cover album. Yeah. Let me just double check though. Uh, yes, it's cover songs. It's all cover songs. I recognized a few okay. of them. Okay. Um, and uh, I don't. I wasn't very excited about any of the songs on this one. Yeah. Oh, I, I actively disliked the vast majority of them. <laughs> I could not stand it. I liked Ooh La La, um, but the rest of them, I, I've i got more thumbs up, more thumbs downs on this album than the whole rest of their catalog put together. Huh. Now, if it you're was, in a... It was, if, I imagine when you're in a band being like, hey, wouldn't it be fun to just do a, a bunch of covers and... Um, and I bet yeah. that was I bet that was a fun you know few months in, you know in, in the studio, picking out the songs, mm-hmm. going and playing them. That sounds awesome to me. Um, from a from like how does the band enjoy their year perspective? Um, but man, the results 
um, don't tend to be that good in these situations. I think the band probably really enjoyed themselves, but if it's just so forgettable. Sure. And um, yeah, they didn't do. Dave, your your rule is do it different, or you know, or do it, you know, make make it striking if it's a cover, right? But none, none right. of these are very striking. It's just kind of no. You know, it all sounds kind of the same. They're, they're all country versions of th- these songs that I barely. I, I mean, I didn't know any of them. I don't think I recognized a single one of them as a cover. Maybe I thought that I'd heard it before, but. Yeah, um, it's, it came to me over time as I was listening. I was like, I know that that's that's I know that's a cover. And I'm like, oh, wait, and is that yeah. a cover too? And eventually, I looked it up and I was like, oh, they're all covers. Well, okay, they all sound like Counting mm-hmm. Crows, and like that specific mid tempo-y kind of Counting Crows that I'm that I that I don't really need more of. And so, yeah, this one didn't do it for me. Yeah, no, it was it was it was rough. I skipped through that one a lot. All right, somewhere underwater land. Summer Under Wonderland. Yep. I'm I'll to be think. honest. I don't know. I don't know if I even listened to this one. I somewhere in the middle there, like it was on Underwater Sunshine. I kept thinking like, oh, I haven't listened to this one yet, so I'll start here, <laughs> and then I'll realize like, oh no, I did listen to this, it's and it hurt. just kept going in this loop. Yeah, that's Hurley yeah. Burley yeah. syndrome. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. exactly. It's, yeah, it's forgettable, you know. And you're like, yes. no, I, I did see this. I did. No, dang it, you know. <sighs> yes. Yeah. And so, I was this the one that was overly country? This one was quite country as well. Or was it more the covers? The covers, the covers were extremely country. I and was, I, okay. That, that was a really think. hard part for me. Yeah. This one was just uh, bland. This, this definitely had some country tones to it. Um, yeah, they always I liked do. But... Possibility Days. I hated Earthquake Driver. Um, ugh, that was a single too. But um, yeah, man, yeah, it was just just meh yeah. the whole way through. Very very forgettable. Um, and like, I kind of remember Palisades Park. Um, and I remember not really liking John Appleseed's Lament, not like hating it, but being like, I, I don't know, this this is kind of dumb. And that's how I felt about the whole yeah. album. Uh, you know, uh, it's not like awful, just uh, I don't know. It doesn't. Um, yeah, it, it, does, it, it feels like it has nothing new to say. I mean, I'm sure that they would argue differently from their perspective. And that's of course, totally fine. You know, if they can keep making money, making albums, they should keep doing it forever. Um, But right. Mm -hmm. This one felt pretty sort of bland and forgettable to me. Yeah. All right. Then there is uh, the actual, actually a brand new album just came out in uh, 2021. Yeah. It's an EP. miracle. It's just a four-song yeah. little uh, little EP. Four. I guess they said that they're going to release the the volume or the Sweet Two. Sweet Two, yeah. Um, and S- then that would be the whole album. Heard. Yeah. So who knows? Um, yeah. I, so I was I, confused. Yeah. I was confused on this one again because it actually yes. does repeat, and I was like, "What the hell kind of yeah. you know like nonsense am I?" into here but no once i realized that okay it it actually is repeating and i wasn't going crazy i you know this was okay um county crows is gaslighting you 
Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, it, oh, you yeah. haven't heard this song it, before, or have you? <laughs> Wait, I thought this one went right into the next one. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is kind of neat that they re- released it as just kind of a, um, a you know, a concert, if you will, type, you know, studio concert, of course, but with the songs just all kind of flowing right into each other, one in one into the next. And then they also cut them as singles. Um, yeah. I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Yes. But like, it's when you're listening to it, not paying attention, that that distinction is completely like missed. Like, you know, yeah. I, 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 I struggle while I'm in the middle of the radio edit version and, and the other song to tell the difference because I don't think there really is a difference. And again, this is just the YouTube playlist that we were listening to. I imagine that you wouldn't, you know, you would just uh, listen to the four songs as they were recorded um, if you had the, the you know, the, the yes, CD or whatever. I, I don't. <laughs> right. But yeah, that was weird to um, me. I was like, I, I don't, didn't I just hear this one? And of course I just had, and yeah. it's almost identical. Uh, this one, I, I heard the elevator boots on the radio. That's actually what got me thinking about the ride or die for this, uh, for Counting Crows. I was like, oh, okay. yeah, they still are putting out uh, albums, um, which honestly, I had not even heard of anything after what um, what was the last one that I that I that I knew about. Uh, last thing I knew about was Accidentally in Love. Oh. Like, the, that that, that was the end of Counting Crows as far as I was. Yeah. I had Saturday nights and Sunday mornings come up on my on my streaming playlists. Yeah, I or think um, radio stations. I think Hard Candy's the last one I'd even heard of. Um, yeah, Hard Candy's last album that I'd heard the title of at any point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this. Uh, so it was a bit of a surprise because that's twenty years ago now. Um, that I was like, I mean, I, I knew is. they were putting stuff out broadly speaking. Um, but like, I didn't really like, you know, I just hadn't paid any attention. Um, and, uh, let me just say a couple things about this. Number one, like, yeah, okay. I heard the elevator boots song on the radio and it feels like a counting crows song. Um, but like a latter day counting crows song, we are like, yeah, this is okay. Um, uh-huh. it's got all the elements in there, but it doesn't like the, the melodies and, and instrumentation doesn't jump out enough to make it feel special. And it's in that mid tempo mode that I, I often find so forgettable from them. Um, the other songs are fine on here. They're not, it's, it's okay, but I will say it has the most hideous album cover I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) My God, I I don't, it doesn't, it's not even ironically bad. It's just terrible. But doesn't it kind of remind you of like nineties, like, um, Marcy Playground, that kind of yeah. thing. Like yeah. I don't know. It has. I, I you, you say that, and, you're, and I think you're right. It has. It has like the feeling, uh, uh, the production sort of quality. But like you look at like the okay. Let's not even talk about the the literal butter font of the uh, the title. But, <laughs> yeah. But like the Counting Crows and Sweet One stamps are like completely bland. It's all yellow and tan, and it's like it's it's and it's not like bad enough to be like. Oh, I get it. It's being like deliberately bad, but like, yeah, like having like the photoshopped butterfaced lady sitting on top of, uh, like how the, do you know the, it's photoshopped? 
Well, I mean, I guess she could be holding that very buttery piece of toast in front and lying the on top amazing of amazing piece of butter toast. Ever. Yes, lying in front of uh, flowers, candles, uh, other types of flowers, crystals, and then on top of like a rock formation that is clearly uh, way bigger than she is. It is. It is like who cares about album covers? But that is one of the worst I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's awful. Anyway, it's quite strange. That's the most memorable uh, thing about the album for me. Oh, uh, see, I really enjoyed this album. I don't know if it was just because it was a refreshing return to, um, to their uh, the the stuff that I liked, the sound that they liked after two albums of country terribleness, or or what it was. But man, I thought it was I thought it was really fun. It was just four songs just kind of all written together um, with a common theme that just kind of flowed together nicely. Um, I thought, I thought it was uh, a very enjoyable what, 20 minutes of, of music. And maybe there's the key. They only were four songs. So you, you couldn't get tired of there's the, mm-hmm. the, the sound. I don't know. I, yeah, I, you're not wrong. It's perfectly fine. It's just, it didn't, it didn't really stick in my brain very much. Mm. Yep. Any, right. any other uh, thoughts on uh, all these albums? Um, I guess I'm, you know, ready to just go back to my <laughs> first two albums. Uh, you know, the only uh, one, only other one that I would probably put on is the Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. Um, that would be the only one that I would be really excited to listen all the way through. Um, I feel like Desert Life and Hard Candy you know, I would, I would have those few songs that I enjoy and then I would just want to get to the next one. Um, but as far as putting out an album to listen all the way through, you know, it would be the first two and then possibly Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree. That's the only one that I feel like the songs hold up throughout where almost all of them are worthwhile. I don't think it's quite on the level of, um, of recovering the satellites which is what it's probably a little closer to but um this desert life's pretty good um it where it's really where it's good it's very good um hard Mm -hmm. candy is a shrug and the and everything after that i don't i don't care about um so i would say i'm i am not ride or die i am there's Mm -hmm. a couple of good highlights but honestly after saturday nights and sunday mornings there's not even like oh but it has that one great song on it um, that feeling for yeah. me with any of the the albums, um, and Hard Candy has a few good songs, but the rest of the albums is a little bit weaker. Um, so I would say, if I never, if I wasn't allowed to listen to anything other than the first two, I wouldn't really care. But I do think it was uh-huh. it was it makes good background noise, honestly. Like on, when yeah. I had it on while I was like writing posts and stuff in the background, which is when I usually listen to it. I, I was never annoyed or distracted. I, it's just, you know, sometimes I would be like, oh, yeah, this song. I like this song, you know. But for the most part, it was just good background sound. So I would say I'm not ride or die. But, you know, it was kind of interesting to think about Counting Crows as a as an active band. And there's there's a little bit there. Um, there's there's definitely some good songs that they, they put out and one or two good albums. Um, and then I, I don't need the rest of it. Um, 
and that that's okay but yeah. I'll, I'll give if they put out another album after the butter miracle i'll give it a listen because i don't think that they're that they're bad that's just um you know it's it's very hit or miss once you once you get into the 2000s yeah, I mean, it's there's no question about it. August and Everything After is definitively the best album. Yep. Um, it has it has more. I enjoy. I couldn't put thirteen songs together through the rest of the catalog that I care about as much as those. You know, whatever thirteen songs it is. One, I think it's what ten or eleven. Eleven songs. Yeah. yeah. Um, there are not eleven other songs in their catalog that are as good as those eleven songs. Um, August and everything after, or, or, sorry, recovering the satellites is a is a wonderful second album, and I think um, Desert Life has potential to be as as good as that one uh, if I spent enough time with it. Um, I definitely don't need Underwater Sunrise or Somewhere in Wonderland; those I will never deliberately listen to again. But you know what? I'm hopeful. I'm looking forward to. The potential of Butter Miracle Sweet 2. Um, because I really liked that one. I think it was really good. Um, I'm not ride or die, but yeah, I will definitely listen to the next County Crows album. And um, yeah. Hey, County Crows. I'm ride or die first too. Yeah, ride or die. <laughs> so as we compare it to, to Weezer, you, you had mentioned, Dave, that you know, there's no doubt that the first album is um is is the best and i 100 percent agree i think it's it's a definite step down to uh to recovering the satellites but then it's then it's a definite step down to to the next best thing um so i agree those are definitely the first two with weezer it was more like you know depending on my mood i might actually prefer pinkerton over you know the blue album but um right it, it, so if you said choose one and that's the only one you get i would actually have to struggle a bit with Weezer, I wouldn't have to struggle at all with um, Counting Crows. It's August right. and everything not after, for a second. and it's not right. it's not particularly close. Yeah. All right. Well, there you have it. Um, we're going to be doing another Ride or Die uh, for Smashing Pumpkins next in the Ride or Die series. It'll be a few months while we go through and listen to that, but um, make sure to check in on that and uh, we're, all our other podcasts we've got coming up. Thanks for listening. I caught it on audio. 